Welcome back to Realcast for the first one of 2021, um, the weekly roundup of the real asset markets. My name is Richard Betts and I'm joined by Dan Innes, Nicole Dines and Paul Strom. Extraordinary year 2020, Paul. Obviously Brexit um, finally coming through uh, right at the end of 2020. Um, what have you been following? Well, with COVID and US politics providing preoccupation or distraction, it's taken the heat off uh, the unfolding Brexit situation. Retailers are already likely to suffer from the new COVID lockdowns, also say that the new relationship with Europe and the complexity of administrating that is creating difficulties. And in a trading statement issued on Friday, Marks and Spencer said potential tariffs on part of their range exported to the EU, together with complex administrative processes, will significantly impact the businesses, particularly Ireland, Czech Republic, and uh, its franchise business in France. France. Similarly, parcels firm DPD have suspended their European road service again. So there's obviously teething problems. Despite expectations that economic activity will rebound in uh, the second half of 2021, owing to the rollout of COVID-19 vaccines, research firm um, Capital Economics does not think that uh, European property markets will bounce back quickly. According to their economist, Amy Wood, the firm has four key expectations. The more interesting uh, of these uh, for 2021 is that office and industrial rents are likely to be under upward pressure early in the year. But improving rents, low policy rates and supportive valuations mean there's scope for yields to end the year lower, at least for industrial and office property. The firm warns that in CEE, uh, a weaker outlook for office rents and a flight to safer core Eurozone markets will lead to continued divergence of CEE and Western European office yields. The firm also says that the rate of compression of industrial yields will slow in 2021 and said that they don't expect European industrial rental growth to accelerate substantially this year. The firm says changes for offices will be more permanent and its third development to watch out for was that office rents will underperform consensus expectations for the next couple of years. News of deals continues to flow. The logistics market was obviously one of the highlights of 2020. And there was a spate of deal announcements over the last weeks. Patrizia has been particularly busy. And the latest deal announced this week was a 73 million euro purchase in the Netherlands. But Bearings, Real IS, Tristan with Catella have all announced substantial logistics purchases around Christmas. Yeah, very interesting to see a lot of those trends still coming through, particularly in terms of logistics, healthcare, and also senior living. And interesting that the sustainability side, ESG, still very much in the news. I noticed that CBRE Global Investors had appointed Robbie Epsom as its uh, EMEA head of ESG in a newly created role, which suggests a greater focus there. Dan, what, what have you been following? Last week, the Times um, reported on Thursday that despite all this uncertainty that Paul was mentioning, that the Cheese Grater building, one of London's most iconic skyscrapers, they've achieved a record office rent for the city. It was with a, a Ukrainian energy company called DTEC, who signed a contract to pay around £110 a square foot for the top floor of the Leadenhall building. And of course, that, that'll please uh, everybody at CC Land who bought the cheese grater from British Land and Oxford Properties for £1.15 billion back in 2017. Meanwhile, Savills this week, uh, they said they'd seen occupier demand for London offices improve in December with a flurry of interest and deals which closed before Christmas 
And although investment into central London property had fallen by a reported £3.9 billion last year, according to CBRE, there is a pent-up demand to buy into the sector. And that can still deliver attractive yields, especially now that there is this established vaccine programme the Prime Minister's talking about. And finally, the Brexit debacle is off the table, um, as Paul said. But seeing several of the contracts, uh, you know, like Skanska's contract to build British land's Blossom Street project in E1, that includes 46,300 square metres of commercial retail and public realm and, and resi uh, right in the middle of London's tech heartland. And that kind of indicates a, a degree of, of optimism, I would say, as firms kind of consider their future workplaces. Other story I've been following um, has been Brookfield Asset Management. They've made an offer to take their real estate arm, Brookfield Property Partners, private in a deal that's worth about 15% premium to its December valuation. It currently owns about 60% of that company and um, currently has a value of about $13.8 billion. And the CFO, Nick Goodman, uh, he said that privatisation would allow Brookfield a bit of greater flexibility to operate its portfolio. And, and I think we're recognising just how much flexibility some of these fund managers need now in the current, um, in the current climate. And then lastly, I, uh, one thing that really caught my eye just around Christmas time was um, a, a character called Mr Beast, who I really think should be on real estate radar. His real name is Jimmy Donaldson, um, and he's a YouTuber with over 50 million subscribers worldwide. Just before Christmas, he expanded his YouTube empire into a burger chain with Virtual Dining Concepts, a company that brings his delivery-only burger business right across the United States called Mr. Beast Burger. They used his YouTube channel data uh, to identify the most active cities, and, and if you live in the US, you can order one of those burgers for yourself at 300 locations. Uh, and shortly after it was launched, um, it was the most downloaded app on iTunes and Google Play and became one of the top five most popular Google searches around that time. Certainly these dark kitchens are something which real estate owners uh, could well dial into. And the, the social media platform which launched this entire portfolio uh, is, is really something which I think fund managers should look twice at in 2021. Very interesting, though, especially that that around dark kitchens and those kinds of things, which are, of course, are also a, a potential real, real estate asset. Um, Nicole, what have you been following? Well, I've also been looking at um, at London after Brexit and particularly the city. Uh, obviously, there are two big question marks. One is whether Brexit is actually done, as Boris Johnson says, because there are a lot of deals still to be done, a lot of negotiations to come and a lot of uncertainty. And the other question mark, of course, is over the role of the city. Brexit, as we know, is a process, not an event. So we will see the impact, I think, in the weeks and months to come. But as Dan was saying there's definitely a mood of optimism in the city. CBRE research that Dan referred to, volumes down 30% in 2020. But the significant thing is that the final quarter of the year, there was something that they called the festive flurry of deals, which points to more optimism towards the end of the year and therefore more optimism in the new year. And that seems to be shared by a lot of companies and BMP Paribas says at the moment there's £3.7 billion of offices on offer in the West End and the City of London. Simon Glenn, the head of London Market, said that remote working will obviously continue, but the office has a key role to play in building a brand and, a, and company culture. 
culture. And he said that London will continue to be, after Brexit, a highly attractive city for investors from all over the world. So there seemed to be a mood of optimism in, uh, in London. And the other place I usually look at is Italy, and there seems to be a mood of optimism there, despite the fact that Italy, like the UK, the two countries have been worst affected by COVID-19 um, and continue to be affected. But there seems to be uh, definitely a mood to, to sort of look ahead and, and try to, to improve. And there have been a lot of deals, and one of the trends of 2020 with COVID has been the resurgence of, of domestic investors, and we've certainly seen that in Italy. Prelius, which is an Italian asset manager, has just spent 200 million euros to buy an asset in Rome, a former headquarters of Banco di Roma. And the interesting thing, again, it's, it's an Italian company buying Italian assets in Rome, which is not the obvious place. And Crialos, which is an Italian company, which has been Blackstone's long-standing partner in Italy, has also been on a shopping spree around Milan, but not in the obvious places, but also in new up-and-coming areas like Bicocca. So we're seeing this regeneration of previous industrial districts and neglected parts of the city, which again points to some optimism looking ahead. And Blackstone has finalized uh, with Crialos the, the sale of the Poste building, an historic building in the center of Milan. It was completed in early January. And again, the interesting thing is so it's bought. There was a lot of competition for the asset. And in the end, it was bought by an Italian consortium. So Italian domestic investors um, investing in their own country, which is uh, a good sign. Yeah, it's interesting picking up about Brexit not quite being done. I noticed after Rishi Sunak, Chancellor of the Exchequer, had posted on LinkedIn that it was a done deal. Simon Martin, uh, John Forbes and others, again, picking up that point that it doesn't include financial services. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Nicole. Look forward to seeing you next week for our regular roundup of the week in real assets. Thank you. Thank you.